0: Time for the latest in sports debate. The hottest topics, the biggest question marks, answered right now. This is The Critical Eye with Erie Sports Now's Isaac Petcash. All right, we are back after about a week hiatus. A lot going on, a lot to talk about. Glad you're back on the horn with us. Welcome to the Critical Eye Podcast. We are on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We are wherever you might get your podcasts. And we are broadcasting from the happy 927 studios here on State Street. Isaac Petcash on the phone with me from Edinburgh, PA, is Joe Ledneski. On the phone with me from Iowa is Joe Von Johnson, the head coach of the Northeast Great Pickers and our Erie Sports Now Insider. Uh, gentlemen, you holding up? You ready to get those snow blowers back out this weekend?
1: Absolutely not.
0: <laughs> You're in Iowa, man. You've got the warm weather, right?
1: Yeah, it's pretty nice out here. You ain't dealing with too much snow or anything like that, although the winds is whipping at high miles per hour.
0: Joe, I hear that Edinburgh's got about uh, six to eight inches they gotta deal with this weekend.
1: Yeah, well
2: once it gets to once it gets to March. The guy that put it there is going to be the guy responsible to make it go away.
0: Well, I don't know. I'll I'll, uh, make a call with Mother Nature herself. Uh, People seem to think that news personalities have that ability. So uh, I'll go ahead and put in a word for that. All right, guys, let's, let's focus on this today. I think there's one topic we need to talk about and one topic only. Uh, In the last week that we haven't done this show, a lot of things have happened in Cleveland. Deshaun Watson is now the quarterback of the Browns. He was acquired from Houston in a trade for three first-round picks, a third, a fifth, going the way to Houston, and the Browns receive Watson. They guarantee him a five-year, $230 million contract. I want to get into the press conference that happened today in just a bit. I want to be able to talk about your guys' thoughts on the entire allegations but i want to start with this we had talked on the previous podcast about how this was a possibility but we didn't think a reality was it as shocking to you guys as it was shocking to some that deshaun watson is now with cleveland after telling them no i don't want to be on your team
2: I give you about 230 million guaranteed reasons why. Um, you know, I, I think you know, you Kill know, opted to leave Mahomes for uh, for uh, for Tua. Um, you know, again, you know, you follow the money. Uh, I'm I'm surprised that Deshaun Watson is a Brown. Based on geography, you know, most of the stuff we heard Joe Vaughn in the lead-up was going to be you know, somewhere in the South. Was it the Dirty South in the ATL? That's what looked like was going to be the, the front-runner. And then I don't know what happened there. And then it looked like it was the Saints that were the, the, the front-runner. I, I think geography was what I was surprised with, uh, not so much that he was traded.
1: yeah i agree to that i mean i thought for sure that you know geography the location that he ended up in would be in the south but you know given the state that they're in with baker mayfield i mean i'm not surprised that you know they decided to go in that direction and you know get a proven guy that could come in and and be amazing that he was he showed that he could be very good um even in houston with less weapons he was very good so I'm expecting him to continue that, uh, but yeah, he give you give you 230 million reasons why they ended up going with a guy like Deshaun Watson.
0: Now, let me throw this out there to you guys because uh, the guaranteed money was a big part. But you know, Deshaun at his press conference today said the guaranteed money really didn't have anything to do with it. Although we know that's a lie, and we're going to get into his press conference in a second. But you know, for all that Cleveland talked about, they were going to stick with Baker. They believed in him for at least one more year. You had to think when Baker Mayfield requested a trade that the Browns thought to themselves, what do we do here? And it was amazing to me that Cleveland went from The organization having the power to Baker having the power in this situation, right? We had talked about, well, Baker's going to need to be on his best behavior. Baker's in some trouble here. He might not get an opportunity for a longer contract. He might not get to play with any other teams. And then all of a sudden the power dynamic changes. And, And it's almost as if Baker grabs that power away from Cleveland and the Browns were thinking to themselves, I don't know what we had to do. Here's my thought. I think Cleveland overpaid for what they wanted for Watson, not just with their draft picks, but with their the salary that they gave to him. And, and I think right now the Browns, as much as they love having Watson there, boy, do they ever think they overpaid? I mean, does that sound too far-fetched that the Browns felt like they needed to overpay because their hands, at least in my opinion, were tied? Well, I don't
2: know if they. I don't know if they overpaid. Because you know, you look at it is you know, are they overpaying next year? No, it's a million bucks. Whatever, what is it uh, in, in in what is it forty three million? Then thereafter, and I think you, you got to look at it from the standpoint that you know, how's that money travel, right? Now, how's that money look down the road? Uh, you know, you figure you're talking your cap hit in twenty five. If Aaron Rodgers is going to be 42 years old, it's going to be just shy of $60 million. What's Aaron, Or What's uh, Deshaun Watson's cap hit going to be in 25? I mean, it seems like a lot now, but when you look at what it, what it's <laughs> how it's trending, it's only going to get worse, and maybe at the back end of Watson's contract, is going to look
1: like a smoking deal. I think they paid for production, and what Baker didn't bring to them is what they went out to go seek in Deshaun Watson, and with their roster the way it sits, I think Deshaun Watson gives them a much better chance of winning in a division that's that's arguably one of the best with young quarterback talent that'll be coming in. Minus the Pittsburgh Steelers, they have some really good quarterbacks in that division. Um, but Baker Mayfield had opportunity after opportunity, he didn't get it done. He didn't. He wasn't able to win the big games. Uh, he didn't throw the ball effectively to, for them to win. And, you know, they went out and get a guy like Deshaun Watson who did more than Baker with less talent. And I think they paid for what he was worth. I mean, he was set to make $40 million, 40 million this upcoming season, whether he was in Houston or if he were to go elsewhere. So, I mean, that they the guaranteed money maybe. The, the way the contract's structured, I mean – he's gonna get paid out but i think it's it's an opportunity for them to win right away
0: all right so that's that's the football aspect of it guys and and again i think we can all agree listen deshaun watson really really any f- free agent quarterback i think we thought gave the browns a better chance to win than baker what's the market for baker i don't know i think he's toast he screwed himself over in cleveland but let's let's get to the press conference guys um You know, there are a lot of people who I think are at fault for what's been going on the past few weeks. And today, to me, it showed. Um, First impressions, I'll start with you, Jovan. Hearing Deshaun today, seeing Andrew Barry and some of the things he said or didn't say, what do you make of Deshaun Watson and just kind of what what his first impression was. I'll start with you, Jovan.
1: I, I I lost you. I don't. I didn't really catch what you said. Yeah.
0: L- let me, let me ask you again. So, you know, you're, we're talking about Deshaun Watson's first press conference and whatnot. Did Did you make anything of the fact that the press conference went the way it did, and your first impressions of Deshaun finally speaking in front of the public in a Browns uniform?
1: i wasn't I wasn't surprised at all. I mean the fact that he was there, he was present in the moment he answered questions um to his knowledge and he answered them thoroughly and you know he 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 proclaimed his innocence and I think you know in the situation that he's in, you know they were simply allegations that um that were never addressed, and he didn't get charged with anything and you know he he's gonna be forever known as you know, he's going to have this asterisk by his name as being a guy that, that was accused of X, Y, and Z. But, you know, he proclaimed his innocence. He, he said that he's going to seek help on how to not get himself in those situations. But he wasn't going to seek, you know, counseling for uh, sexual assault or abuse or anything of that nature because he didn't commit those crimes. And I understood that, um, you know, because if you, if you sit in the press conference and you say, yeah, I'm going to take counseling for, you know, these, these allegations, then you're basically proclaiming that you are guilty. And so he, I thought he handled himself very well. And he handled himself like a a professional who said that he was innocent, stated that he was innocent, should have acted in that environment.
0: Joe, what about you? I don't
2: know. I mean, I guess, you know, I guess the real story would have been if you know he went out there and was like, "Ah, oh, I, I did it," right? I mean, I don't know what a, uh, an expectation would be. Um, and again, yeah, I think you know, I, I am a, a guy that's a little bit uh, separation of, of church and state here. I, I don't, I don't really view Deshaun Watson or any NFL player as as my moral compass. They're to me, they're simply gladiators in the ring um that you know i pay uh, a lot of money to watch and they get paid a lot of money to perform um the other aspect of it is that i think it's very strange that on two separate occasions there were grand jury presentments with 22 women of allegations and on two separate occasions they couldn't come up with enough to find to, to file an indictment um i i think it is beyond beyond the scope here we're, we're not having enough people talking about, well, if, if it's so obvious that he's guilty, which all these people are talking about, why are we not talking about how come charges weren't, you know, presented here? Wouldn't, wouldn't the corrupt DAs in both instances be the real story here? If it's that obvious that he was guilty, why isn't he in jail right now? Because the answer is is that he's not obviously that guilty. And if he is, I hope he rots in hell. I mean, I, I'm I'm, not, I'm just simply saying we have, we have a system— uh, you know, everybody says doesn't work, doesn't work, doesn't work. People have been known to take to the streets and light things on fire because it doesn't work. And this were two separate bites at the apple to put Deshaun Watson behind bars, and they didn't have enough charges or they didn't have enough evidence to say that he actually did it. I mean, to a certain extent, shouldn't we be celebrating that the system actually worked? Now, I don't know what I don't. I mean, I know that this is a very difficult thing to to prove beyond a reasonable yeah, like doubt but the fact that they don't have enough information to, to even go to trial to me is very surprising and the other thing jovan i don't know i don't know what your take on this is but don't you feel like a lot of the media is disappointed that he wasn't arrested
1: wasn't absolutely arrested? i i absolutely agree with that for a lot of different reasons um i think the media were They were against him being found not guilty, and it was he was presumed guilty until proven innocent. And you know, I think that's the that's the way the world works. In the instance where a black quarterback who's supposed to be a role model and held to the standard, you know, and people, a person could go out in the street and say that I did something to him, and I'm going to be automatically assumed guilty. Whereas there's no evidence behind it there's no proof that it happened you know why are these people being held accountable and it's they took it to trial and they found on two separate occasions that there was no evidence showing that he was guilty so I hope that he does get his due diligence and people actually give him credit for standing up for what he believe in and not you know just giving in to people trying to presume or make him do things that he that he wasn't gonna do
0: let me throw this out there guys um and again I think your points are very valid in many ways but but let me throw this out there as an extension of what you guys just talked about if you're Deshaun Watson in this situation your hands in some way quite literally are tied Right. You, you wanted to leave Houston and you got a good offer and, you know, the the the, uh, it, the investigation is the investigation. If you're Deshaun Watson, you're going to lawyer up. You're not going to say much of anything. And, and the things he said today in the press conference, right, I'm a leader, a teammate. I want to be social, give back to the community. I want to give myself an opportunity to prove to the city that I am a, a good person and a role model. And I think it was interesting, too, that Watson also brought up where he was raised, you know, raised as a single, with a single mother with two aunts. And so if you're Deshaun Watson, I think you said all the right things. And I'm not going to be a lawyer here, and I'm not going to be a judge, and I'm not going to profess innocence or guilt, because like the two of you said, I think when you have two grand juries convene and two grand juries say there's not enough, then that makes a lot of sense. But let me throw out this other point, because I think this has to be addressed. If you're the Cleveland Browns, Wouldn't you, in today's press conference, make every single mention, every single sort of opportunity to clearly illustrate that you did your due diligence to make sure that you found Deshaun Watson not guilty? Here's where my difference comes in, guys. I don't necessarily think all of the media is frustrated that he's not guilty. I think the media is frustrated the Browns aren't being transparent. I listened today that Andrew Barry came on the microphone and said absolutely nothing of sensible conscience when it came to what the Browns did in their investigation. Oh, well, we were thorough. We looked at Deshaun for five months. Any team in this situation says that. What I did hear was, well, we didn't talk to any of the 22 women who were accusing Deshaun, which I understand, legal president. Oh, we also didn't talk to the lawyer the attorney of those 22 women. And we also didn't necessarily look into any other instances, anything else that was on the table, and any more information that could have been presented. It was very hush-hush. We also decided, the Cleveland Browns, that we were going to make Deshaun Watson's contract backloaded with money so that in case he was suspended, we knew there wouldn't be an issue. My frustration comes with the lack of transparency from the Cleveland Browns. When your owners, Jimmy and Dee Haslow, when they do not attend the opening press conference for a quarterback in a situation as dramatic as this, that has to say something. And the frustration that I have is... I know that you can't go through every single legality and detail in this accusation and in your own investigation, but at least give us some semblance of an idea, some factual conclusion that you did everything you could. And I'm not sure the facts right now laid on the table indicate the Browns did everything they could, looked into everything that they possibly could have to make sure that they made the accurate decision. And here's the thing if you made the decision based on a football sense, then fine, just say it. It's okay. Deshaun Watson's a gifted football athlete. He's one of the best quarterbacks that we have in the league. But don't go around moseying around the bush in a situation like this where people are frustrated on one side or another. Be transparent. And guys, I don't know what your thoughts are. I don't think they did a good job of doing that today.
2: I, mean, I here's my thing and this may not be the the popular one here but you know lebron james wears Nike and says some dumb things about you know human rights and sort of gets a pass because nobody does the follow-up he's great now the pga tour phil mickelson said what lebron was thinking and what happened to phil Still got canceled bill got canceled by Callaway, who has parts manufactured in china for their golf clubs so sometimes when you want to be transparent you get destroyed andrew barry did not walk to the podium with a bible and a crucifix and start up with a blessing his job is to win football games i mean i know that the opposite optics of it are horrible but at the end of the day that is his responsibility, and Deshaun Watson is going to give him a better opportunity to win football games. Does anybody care that, that Tyreek Hill was traded this week? Does anyone care that Kareem Hunt is, is already on the Browns roster? To me, Isaac Joblin, this is all fake outrage. This is all optics. This is all to look cool and look like we're this, look like we're that. Because, again, literally, if, if you think that abusing one woman, whether it's sexually or domestically, is okay, and 22 is where you draw the line, or is its is it three that you draw the line? Like This is a league that clearly does not give a damn about any of this stuff. All these superstars, are not even super, well, yes, they're superstars, because, you know, this old saying is, my old saying, when the distraction exceeds the ability, then it becomes a distraction, right? Deshaun Watson gets away with it because he's Deshaun Watson. You know who doesn't get away with that? Mason Rudolph. I mean, the the point of the exercise is to win the game. And the fake outrage with Tyree Kill getting traded this week. And by the way, I did not hear one talking head talk about Tyree Kill and what he's done in the past, or Kareem Hunt, who shares it back to it. I know that that's a balanced approach to it. But I don't understand the ivory tower in which these talking heads live because they literally turned a blind eye to it all the time.
0: But but let me – but, Joe, but that's, that's my point, Joe I want to get to you in a second, but I, I have to – that Joe, that's my point. If you're Andrew Barry, if you're Kevin Stavansky, if you're Jimmy and D Haslam, and that's your take, right? You're not interested in the legal president you want to win football games. Then if you're Andrew Barry – You don't come out in your press conference today and say, "Oh, we understand the frustration that some of our people feel with Cleveland. No. If you're going to take that route, don't go with the sympathy thing. Don't go with the, I feel sorry for all of you, but we're still going to do this anyway. Make it one thing or make it another. That's my frustration. If you're Andrew Berry and you're sitting there today, earlier this afternoon, If you're going to say that we understand your frustration and we looked into this and whatnot, you need to provide me evidence of why. Because you're going out there with a statement, you're making a pitch to say that we get it, so you need to tell me why you get it. Or, don't say anything at all. Say, listen, this is out of my realm, this is a football-based decision, and I'm not going to say anything about the fact that we understand because we don't. Because to your point, Joe, we don't. And the other thing that I found frustrating too, Joe Vaughn, is that not, not just Andrew Barry... But Jimmy and D Haslam, in the fact that Jimmy earlier today talked about the fact that he wanted to factor his daughters and granddaughters into some of this decision. He talked to some of his family members that were women. He, he listened to them and what they had to say and everything that they had input in. And at one point, he wanted to give his daughters veto power in this Deshaun Watson trade. Why are you even saying this? Because as Joe pointed out, and to an extent I agree with, you don't care. So either act like you care by providing the examples of what you did to look into this, or be honest, be honest. And don't say that you care and you're giving your daughter veto power because you did not So be honest. And Jovan, that's all I'm looking for is honesty.
1: Yeah, I understand. I understand where you're coming from. And I understand that, you know, as a, as a owner and general manager in a situation like the Desan Watson situation, You can't go out there and just be completely honest with you could lose an entire fan base that, that pays the salaries of all of your players. If you go out there and just say, you know, this is what we did, blah, blah, blah. There's going to be some people that, that could definitely see that as being an insult to why they might've signed Deshaun Watson or why they may have, you know, did what they did. But at the end of the day, like Joe said, it's about winning football games. In order, the the fastest way to get the fans back on your side, regardless of you know any allegation that was set forth on Deshaun Watson, is to go out there and win football games. If the Browns go to the Super Bowl in 2022 or 2023, see this uh, upcoming season, all the fans will forget about anything having to do with the allegations that Deshaun Watson had against him.
0: And Giovan, and, Jovan, and Jovan, like I like you just said, I understand that. My point is where I come from is this. You and Joe are right, and I agree with you this is solely about winning football games so don't then factor in the other fake sympathetic lies that you're telling people don't don't if you're andrew barry say we understand or what. just come out and talk about the fact that you want to win football games if you're jimmy hasler just say we just want to win football games don't 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 go with this blubbery of of whatever just so that you can give some sort of you know so feel good aspirations to those who don't agree with you i i just think that it's it's a problem i think the way they handled it not necessarily via their investigation but what they said today mixed messages be clear you want him because he wants to win football games so then just focus on that and don't give any of the fluff stuff that people want to hear like you said it's the nfl you're there to win games Don't be somebody that you pretend not to be. Just say that you got him to win football games. Um, Guys, let let me ask you this as as we follow up in this Deshaun Watson thing. Um, Do you think, based on what you've seen so far, that Deshaun's going to get suspended? If so, for how long? I mean... I think the Browns made it pretty obvious in their contract negotiations with him that they expect him to get suspended. Do you foresee a lengthy one? Is it a short one? Is there one at all? I'll start with you, Jovan. Is there a suspension coming?
1: For who? Who is that? For Deshaun. A suspension for the beginning of the year?
0: Yeah, for any point this year.
1: I doubt doubt that you'll have any issues with Deshaun Watson going forward. I mean, I don't think at any point this season – um, he'll be dealing with any suspension stuff. I mean, there's obviously going to be a drastic or dramatic conscience uh, conscious change in his behavior in any way, shape, or form. I think he'll be the best version of himself in Cleveland because he knows that he has a microscope on him everywhere he goes and everything he does.
2: Joe, do you got to
0: take on that not suspension that or not? not?
2: So I, I, I asked Aaron Hunter about this, one of the uh, premier uh, NFL lawyer guys out there in the world, and he said that the only way he would defend it would be if there is an NFL investigation that deems that there is no precedent at any point in NFL history with a player being suspended due to a civil decision. Uh, I don't know how many more bites at the apple uh, there would be for a criminal indictment. Uh, I mean, I suppose with new findings there might be. But uh, he told me that since there has been no, uh, there's no precedent of a player being suspended because of uh, civil litigation yeah and and
0: and i think i think that's an interesting point you know it's amazing to me you guys say that um you know we've been talking all uh, all week long at least in the media world about the fact that well a suspension's likely coming for deshaun there's a good chance that he probably will get suspended i I agree I, i don't know how you could suspend him with everything going on i mean between the, the lack of indictments and between the fact that there's been nothing found against him. Now, here's, here's the thing. that he, here's, my, here's my caveat to this. We saw Tom Brady with the flake get, get suspended four games. I believe that team went on to win the Super Bowl or at least make it to the Super Bowl. We've seen other players get suspended for a period of time, come back, and just dominate. So part of me that wants to believe that maybe Deshaun Watson and the Browns would benefit from a suspension, and here's why. Joe, you made a point earlier that, that you, know, y- you think the media wants Watson to be guilty or some fans want him to be found guilty. And I think for some fans, there's a, there's a part of that. I mean, there's 22 allegations. That doesn't happen every day. But I think more than anything, the fans want a physical example Or some semblance of an instance to to illustrate that the prosecution's being considered, not just in the legal sense. Is it a right thing to think? I don't know. Is it a wrong thing to think? Uh, Who knows? But when it comes to this, what would a four-game suspension do for the Browns? Well, it would do a couple of things. I think number one, it would absolve them of any lingering issue. I mean, Tom Brady was suspended four games. We never really talked about Deflategate again, unless you're a Steeler fan and you still talk about it to this day. Um, And I think for Watson, it gives him a couple of things. Number one, it gives him a chance to prove himself, if you will. If he doesn't need to prove himself, then great. Prove himself in the community and or show that, all right, this this is my punishment. And when he comes back in week five or week six, could you imagine the ovation that he is going to get when he walks back into that stadium? Do you think a suspension guys would do Cleveland Deshaun good? Not because he deserves it or not, but because like you said, the optics might help Cleveland.
2: Uh, I am of the belief and I love, you know me, I love a good conspiracy theory Um, I am of the belief that this is going to be a, again, another Phil Mickelson reference. This is going to be a PGA tour suspension. I think the suspension already occurred. I think it will be time served, uh, again, unless something changes, unless something changes, Isaac. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't want, I don't want people to think that I'm advocating one way or the other. I'm just simply saying we have a system in place and they've gone through the courts and you know, he's been found or they have the, the two separate grand juries have found that there's not been enough evidence to press charges. Um, okay. Again, I mean, uh, do you want, I mean, do you want the legal system be, to be played out in the court of public opinion? I sure as hell don't. I mean, we do it. We've got a, a system in place for a long time. And again, if, if they can't, if they can't come up with enough evidence to uh, investigate or to, to go go forward with uh, a proceeding, I mean, then the outrage isn't at that point with the Browns or Deshaun Watson. It's in it's in Texas, right? I mean, it's the DAs. That's who you know, that's who fumbled this. Um, but I, I do believe that this is going to be a, a pseudo time served situation. Um, and and I I would be surprised. I do tend to agree with Joe Von. I think we lost him, but I do tend to agree with Joe on that there will not be a punishment unless something changes.
0: And, and, and I, I agree with that, too. I mean, I think, you know, the the unfortunate part. Joe, going me get you back.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm here. Oh, yeah. But I yeah. was, was going to say, you know, as far as, like, the suspension goes into Joe's plan, I think it, it's a time-serve situation. He sat out, what, the whole year and a half? I mean, he's been out the league for – you know, quite some time. He hasn't played in, and I don't know how long. So, I mean, I think he, he showed that he was a man that could be better and, and he's, he served his time. So it's time for him to go back out there and play football. And I think he, he should get time served for having sat out.
0: Vaughn, let me ask you as a former player and somebody who I think has a pretty good grasp on how this works. Um, you know, if there weren't any legal confrontations around Deshaun Watson, I I think there would still be an argument by a lot of Browns fans, uh, a lot of argument of concern. You know, Deshaun hasn't played in over a year. He, of course, chose to do that on his own, electing to sit out, demanding a trade for the entire season. Jovan, knowing that there is a lack of playing component to this and, of course, everything else that's around – Do you think it's possible Deshaun could struggle early on with Cleveland? I mean, we know the talent. We know how good he is. We know how flashy he's been. Is there a chance that he could have a tough start to the season for the Browns, knowing that there's really two fronts that are hitting him right now in the lack of playing time and the legal proceedings?
1: I mean, I I think one thing for sure, two things for certain. He's a professional athlete that makes a lot of money. So he's expected to be ready to go. I mean, no, I think the only issue um, that surrounds whether he will go into the season and struggle early or not is how fast he can pick up the scheme and the and the verbiage that they use in Cleveland. Not, it's not going to be about his skill and his his level of, of play. It's more so about him learning the system uh, because he's not going to be in the same system that he was in in Houston. But Deshaun Watson is for sure you know, one of the best athletes that'll be ever behind center in, in Cleveland. Some something that they've never seen before. So the things that he's able to do with the football and how he's able to operate is going to be to their benefit with especially with their running game and the ability to get the ball to receivers and, and get them on target. Um, but it's just gonna be a matter of can he pick up the offense quick enough and, and how well uh, how soon can they get the chemistry going in the right direction?
0: Well, uh, good conversation about Deshaun today, guys. Um, I, I wanna, I wanna end with this because I think, I think we have to talk about this. There is a rumor going around, a rumor that's been supplemented by several other media experts, whatever you want to call those. That Baker Mayfield could be on his way to the Pittsburgh Steelers, or at least the Steelers have interest in Baker. If you're Pittsburgh, do you entertain the idea, and is it a good idea to do that? Joe, I'll go to you. We'll end with that. Baker to Pittsburgh, yeah or no?
2: I think everybody, you know, now that we've got, like, free internet and you could, you know, go to everything's free, there's no excuse to not have access to Google. I got news for you. Statistically speaking, Mitchell Trubisky is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. He is. Look at the numbers. The numbers literally do not lie. Uh, you know, that one, how come Baker Mayfield gets that one year at one year that they were, he was pretty good in Cleveland and Mitchell Trubisky, everybody wants to talk about that one year that he wasn't any good as a starting quarterback in Chicago. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky, A, has a better win percentage, and B, has three to one career uh, seasons with a winning record. Uh, I don't dislike Baker Mayfield, but my goodness gracious, he's not Dan Marino, and I don't know why all these Browns fans act like he was, because guess what? You wanted to get rid of him, and as for the Browns fans that think they gave up too much to get Deshaun Watson, why? Because the Browns are so good at drafting quarterbacks? (laughs)
1: it's a a no-brainer I mean Mitchell Trubisky gets written off because of the system and how they try to get him to play in um, Chicago but he's he's a guy who's better on the move he fits a lot better in a system where he's moving and able to throw the ball on the move he's not a guy who can just stand in the pocket and and just be accurate with his throws i mean i think in pittsburgh he's going to be a better fit and to joe's point he has a better win percentage than baker mayfield i think he's a better player than Baker Mayfield right now and, uh, and what they are able to do with their offense in Pittsburgh.
0: And let me throw this last part out there because you guys so eloquently put the statistics up there as Joe did with the 3-to-1 win-to-loss ratio, which is ridiculous when you think about Trubisky and the struggles that he has had. So Pittsburgh the last five years, think of the players they've had in their team. All right, Antonio Brown. He was great for a few seasons, but what did he come with? Drama. A star that comes with drama, and we all know what happened to AB and where he is now. So they got rid of him. Then came Le'Veon Bell, and it was all drama. Talking about holding out, not wanting to play, getting too many snaps, the prima donna, and Le'Veon Bell leaves the team. And then everything was fine until you got Juju Smith-Schuster and it was TikTok videos and inability to catch the ball and injuries and drama and Juju goes. And the other dramatic person, Ben Roethlisberger, I want to do everything myself. I'm still a spring chicken at 39 years old and he's gone too. You can make the argument, guys, that all the drama for Pittsburgh is gone. Yeah, sure, there's some of it anywhere on any team. Deontay Johnson with his drop catches and complaining on Twitter from time to time. I understand that. Stefan Tewitt, is he going to come back? Who knows? There's drama there. But the majority of the drama in Pittsburgh is gone. So if I, if I can plead to Art Rooney, I ask you this. Why, after five to seven years of drama, would you even want to consider bringing the biggest drama queen, arguably in the league, at the most important position on your team? To me, it creates drama, guys. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. You get a guy who comes in who is going to think he's better and upper than anyone else, is going to think that he is a bone to pick with Cleveland. I mean, come on. Pittsburgh can't be that out of their minds, right? To put more drama into their team.
2: To use the Baker Mayfield quote from this uh last couple of weeks, the Steelers do need to find an adult to put in that room. That might be the youngest offense. Uh I would love for them to sign Cole Beasley. Uh that's my issue right now with the Steelers offense. I agree with you, Isaac. I don't think it's an upgrade. I think it would be more of a distraction. And certainly, you know, much to Tim Tebow, Colin Kaepernick i think baker mainfield could be in that you know could be in that boat where you know the circus comes to town and again the distraction you know is bigger than the ability and he's not worth it i mean maybe he needs to sit on ice for a while but i do think the steelers need to add a grown-up no veteran presence on the offensive side of the ball
0: and jovan i think they've got that already with trubisky do they not maybe maybe we maybe we lost jovan this time jovan you with us Nope, it looks like looks like Jovon has officially dropped off. But I mean I Joe, I think they've already got the growing up with Trubisky. I, I mean, is that too much to say? I mean I mean, clearly, yeah, he is much left to be desired, but and this is a guy, again, remember, spent a year last year in Buffalo under Josh Allen. The guy was being heralded as a stud by Buffalo. So I think Pittsburgh's already got their adult.
2: I well, I just think they need. I mean, maybe you know, maybe he's going to be the leader, but they definitely need. They definitely need a grown up in the wide receiving room. I think we've seen a lot of that. Uh, I mean, and, and obviously, you know, they lost Ray Ray, so they're going to need you know and Juju. So they're going to need to bring guys in. I wouldn't be surprised if they go wide receiver in round one. I like Cole Beasley. Off the top of my head, I can't really think of any other uh, veteran kind of wily old you know dudes that just know how to be a pro. Well, Julio you know, Jones is available. The most talented of guys. They just understand what it takes to be a pro. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in that, you know, the leader by example. And you know what? Trubisky probably has more to prove, or, or maybe maybe not more, but just as much to prove as Baker Mayfield. Because, again, the perception of him is not the reality of him, but everybody you ask labels him as a, a QB1 bust.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, I re- you remember the draft. I mean, Trubisky is a guy who was a former number, uh, number two pick. And again, you know, you talk about having things to prove. It's the theme of the show today. You've got two quarterbacks now that have something to prove. Mitch Trubisky for Pittsburgh and Deshaun Watson for Cleveland after the opening press conference on Friday. Who knows what happens? Will he get suspended? We don't know. Is he going to have an issue with the fans? We don't know. But all we know is there's drama in Cleveland and there's not a lot in Pittsburgh, but specifically for the land, tumultuous times but at least they have what they call an adult in the quarterback room all right good show today a great episode again on the critical eye always appreciate everyone listening in having you in uh love to do this stuff love the guys can be a part of this joe uh we are a month away from the draft have you started your draft board yet
2: oh yeah i've done i've done mock drafts with the bills the browns and the steelers uh that uh what is it? PFF.com is a lot of fun. Um, you can certainly, and you can even make trades. I don't know if you've done it, you know, but we, you know, we talk about doing a, our draft uh, pod, uh, pod coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, I'm a little, I don't like how much they're in love with tackles uh, and, and quarterbacks for the Steelers. Uh, I think the you know, the middle linebacker spot for Buffalo, I don't know if they're going to have a guy there that to me, that's for edge. Um, the Browns, well, I don't know. I don't know where you go with the Browns. Uh, I, I think, I think, you know, the, they're going to almost have to get lucky here because neither of the Malik's, one of them is going to be in jail. And the other one, I believe is a free agent, Malik Jackson. Um, uh, I'm really concerned with their interior D line. Uh, you know, I think that's going to be a major, major issue. And I don't, Really know where they're going to acquire uh, that guy now? Because you know that's a that's a first round first round position that you need to start in day one. And well, we know that they don't have that.
0: So should we tell them what we're doing? I think we should. I, I think we should tell them. Okay, Wednesday, April twenty seventh, folks. Joe Lineski will be part of the big entourage. Joe Linesky, Joe Jovan Johnson, John Laddick, and myself. A special edition of the Critical Eye. We are going to pick the entire first round of the NFL draft. We'll mock it up the day before the draft occurs in Las Vegas on April 28th. Well, the way we'll do it, everyone gets eight picks. We'll snake around one through four, then five through eight, nine through twelve. And it will be a glorious time. We will have trades. Maybe we'll make them available. We don't know yet. That might get a little too convoluted. But uh, we will pick the first round and we'll tell you who is going to the Browns, the Bills, and the Steelers as we get closer to draft time. All right, that's our episode for tonight. Again, as always, appreciate you listening. Make sure to share this, like this, and let anyone else know who likes sports podcasts. We're on every week on The Critical Eye as we continue on now almost into April. Be an adult like the Cleveland Browns want you to be. We'll see you all next week. Take care.